G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of the 23rd Man Podcast brought to you by Liam Holdway and Josh Miller. How you doing Josh? I'm good mate. It's good to be back. Um, Guys we did miss that week uh, previously. We're sorry Sorry about about that. that. We did have a boys trip that was very exciting. Managed to watch a footy with all all the boys. Um, Bit of fun but yeah sorry there was no episode brought that week but here we are. Yeah, uh, yeah. so unfortunately missed out. There were a lot of things we had to talk about last week, but unfortunately we just didn't have the time and it was too late to release an episode. But here we are now, ready to go. Um, had a lot of issues with COVID over in the other states, in the eastern states. Uh, Sydney, they're, they're struggling, aren't they? Uh, Sydney aren't doing very I well don't, at the moment. They're up to like 100 cases, new cases I don't, a day. I don't think the Sydney teams will be going back there anytime no, soon. No, I don't think so. Um, Victoria now starting to get a bit of it as well. Well, it's it's ironic because when all the other states had corona and all the clubs had to come to Victoria, all the Victorians saying, you know, the VFL, it's back. Yeah, all the teams of Victoria. Two weeks later. Yeah, all two weeks later and they're out. They're yeah, gone. Back to Queensland, back to Adelaide, back to Perth. Yep. Yeah, no, right. no more Victoria games. So big round this week. So let's get into it. Uh, so our first game on the Thursday night, we finally had Freo in a prime time game, but what happened there? Didn't didn't step up to the occasion. Uh, got blown out by sixty nine points, and yeah, I just the takeaway from that game is Freo aren't ready for prime time. They're not they're not ready for finals yeah, they, either. They are five years not having a prime time game, and as soon as they get one, they get blown out by the Cats at uh, by sixty nine points. It's just a Ah, a bit funny for me, but yeah, I don't think they'll be getting one anytime I soon. Don't, I don't honest. think so either. I think, yeah, it was it was a tough, wet game, but I think the the Cats are old, but they're still elite. Their players are, oh, they are. still elite. I mean, Tom, on paper, it was lined up to be a really great game, but mm, just didn't Frio, come out Frio that way. just didn't step up. Um, yeah. yeah, so the Cats are old, but you know, you still got Paddy Dangerfield kick three, Hawkins mm-hmm. four. Uh, their midfield dominated as well. They, I think they had around 130 more disposals than yeah, the Dockers. Guthrie had 35 that I game. Think, I think so. the first, the highest eight players with most possessions were all Cats players. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the highest was for Fremantle was Brayshaw with 21. 21. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty low. That that's, just shows the level the, of difference between the midfields yeah. in that game. Uh, I also think that the Cats' defence is... The best in the comp. They're, they're just a really? well-oiled machine. I think they they've just got so much experience down there that they're just elite. Well, guess what came back to hurt Freo? Their inaccurate goal kicking. They kicked three and thirteen that yeah. game. It's, See, they had the shots, but they're just. Oh, I mean, even Geelong was inaccurate, fourteen and sixteen, but still, still Geelong's getting. It could it could have been a closer goal. game, but Freo. Freo just aren't ready. I no. just they're just not ready. Um, in that as well. Uh, so the cats were missing both Rowan and Cameron. They're three-headed snake, as you yeah. like to call it. It so, was just Hawkins, and he managed Dan- to kick ball. Dangerfield kick ball. stepped up uh, in that department, playing a midfield uh, forward role as he usually has mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, and, and with those four goals, um, Tom Hawkins passed the forty goal mark for the tenth consecutive time in his career. Did you see that? I did. Yep. I did. That just shows the longevity he's had in his career. The oh, he's consist- a great forward, isn't he? The consistency. One of the best forwards of the modern era. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, he's just a he's a ripper player. Yep. Uh. So let's move on to our next game on the Friday night. Big game it was. The well, Tigers and the Lions. Uh. 
Well, so uh, the Tigers were victorious by 20 points. A bit embarrassing here in our group chat. We did we did call out all the boys. We did say, you know, Brisbane were walking away with we this did. one. And uh, they all were saying, no, Richmond's got it. They'll and all we... be listening right now yep. with smiles on their faces. <laughs> but can't do much about that. That's just the way it goes. But I think everyone's... Uh, the talking point of this game was Dustin Martin. Yeah, and um, the the season-ending injury went, that occurred. Yeah, so he went down midway through the third quarter um, with a kidney. Yeah. Yep. So big big bump um, with Mitch Robinson. No no malice in it. It was just no, it was going going for a tackle and just got hit in the wrong way. Um, I didn't like how some some supporters and some non fans of him, uh, some haters of him were calling him out for not playing the rest of the game. No, it's not good. But it's, when when there's a kidney injury, injury, yeah, when there's a kidney injury, you have to be so precautious with it because in 2006, um, one of the Cats greats, Tom Lonigan, mm-hmm. he uh, had a similar injury. He had a kidney injury and they didn't know about it. And what happened was the next day he was throwing up black vomit, had to go to hospital, well, hospital yeah. lost a lot of blood, had to have a few uh, blood uh, donors donate blood to him mm-hmm. and he was in a coma for a few days yeah it still came back and so, played a season or so later I, I don't think he'll be back even for some of the preseason next year dusty yep i think it's that big of an injury you just have to be so careful with it yeah. but yeah it's 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 disappointing for richmond i i don't think they win the premiership without him mm. and an- another talking point from this game as well uh marbia choll kicked four. four goals yep yep didn't see that coming at all. He's been in and out of the side uh, for the last couple of years. Hasn't been able to cement his spot with uh, Ivan Soldo um, as the backup ruck to Nan Curvis um, in the last couple of years. But with Soldo out injured, uh, Charles playing that spot now. Well, Charles an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season is. as well. So a lot of clubs, I think, will be looking towards getting him. He is. So if he doesn't have a certain secure spot in the team, I think it's going... I think he might might leave unless Richmond uh, pay him out quite well, mm. or if he's chasing success, then he might stay at Richmond as well. But I d- I don't see him staying at Richmond, no. um, just for the fact that he can't cement his spot in the team, just because of the amount of uh, talent that they have. But another talking point from this game is um, the Lions have dropped off. They've dropped their last two games. Well, they now move into fifth spot on the ladder. So they do. So four. they they were level top and now now they are um now they are one game out of the out of the top four um yeah they've been struggling um they've been when i watched that game on friday night they've been very on and off they can turn it on at some points and then there's other points in the game where they just turn it off and they don't they just don't perform to the level that they need to they can't mm. consistently do it over four quarters in the last couple of games yeah, that, no, that's true, and especially going into September, um, yeah. the Lions definitely need to step it up. So th- it'll be interesting to see where they end up on the, on the when, as it comes September. I th- I think Eric Hipwood is a huge loss. Oh, of course. Um, big forward out. Yep. Um, you know they need uh, they need Danaher and Cameron and their other small forwards to step up. So well, McCarthy, Bailey. Well, Danaher kicked three. So um, him and Cameron played 
good games. Played well. They played well. Um, yeah, so Danaher continues his streak of a goal in each game this season. So pretty impressive there. And speaking of goals, in Jack's 300th game, he kicked six. Kicked six, yeah. Very impressive. Big I six. think three. he joins two other people um, in that stat uh, in the 300th game. I think Kevin Bartlett was one of them. Mm, yeah, I, uh, I can't remember the other. But that Brad is Johnson very impre- kicked that- five. Brad Johnson kicked five in a in his three hundred. Well, regardless, it's regardless, still very yeah. impressive um, yeah. kicking six in your three hundred. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's he's always stepped up for them uh, when they've needed him. So um, yeah, huge for that game it is definitely one of the well the main reason um, Richmond kept it close. Uh, sorry, Richmond won that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, uh, they would have wouldn't have won it without him. All right, so let's move on to the Saturday games. So we had uh, St Kilda versus Port. Uh, the Saints blew an opportunity here. Well, Port just snuck by. They um, did. They they won the game that they had to win to stay in touch with the top four, which they are in right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Saints were up around twenty points. So up three goals in the first half, and then Port Adelaide just blew it. Yep brought it back they were also down in the fourth quarter but then took the lead by a point but uh some of the things i saw in the last quarter with brad hills many mistakes he made i saw uh he I mean, made he had the disposals but yeah, he, he did but in the last quarter when the game phase. was when the game was tight um he had two missed kicks which resulted in a point and a goal which could have been two goals but uh, yeah, he was yeah, also can't be making those mistakes down down the end of games. He was also subject to some racial abuse as well. Was he? He was. Uh, I won't say what the person said, but very disgusting what um, they said. Ah, uh, yeah, on Instagram, uh, it was sent to Brad Hill's girlfriend, and oh, really? it was. But yeah, that that type of stuff needs to just. Uh, no, we I, don't need that. We don't. We really don't need that. Um, St Kilda took a stand on it. Um, and no, made a statement good. and uh, put their support behind Brad. But of course, um, regardless of that, I don't think he had a good game. So yeah, the Saints blew an opportunity. I, it's going to be tough for them to make finals now. But another point where, that I took out of that game was Mitch Georgiades. He kicked four. Well, he is. He's one of the best young forwards in the comp. What are, What are your thoughts on him? Oh, four goals in that game. So he's. When Dixon wasn't sick, Dixon finished with one, and usually, you know, Dixon's the, been poor, as, I, as I've said. On him. But, um, yeah, Georgie Artis, huge, huge game for yeah. him. Yeah, he's, he's really coming into his own as a forwardman. I think he's uh, he's the Dixon replacement once Dixon retires, and he's getting there. Oh, so Well, his game's definitely slipping. The, he is a WA boy, though, so if he does get homesick, he might want to come home to either Freo or West Coast, but... If he's loving Port, he uh, well, Port's, might... in, Port's in a winning position, so I see no reason for him to want to leave, and yep. especially if he's... under the guidance of guidance, I say, of um, Charlie Dixon. Like, there's a lot of stuff that can be learned. From there is. Him. Um, he, yeah, if he stays, he is he's going to be the star of their forward line, and he's going to be a star for years to come. He's only, I think, he's only 21. So mm. yeah, he's, he's definitely got a lot of upside uh, coming in. Um, Jack Steele had a great game for the Saints as well, I just want to say. Um, 37 disposals and a goal. He's doing what needs to be done. Um, Saint Brad Crouch also had 36 touches. So the Saints midfielders are doing a great job. It's just not converting on the scoreboard. Um, both sides were relatively inaccurate that game as well. Um, St Kilda, 8 goals, 13 behinds. And um, Port Adelaide, 10 goals, 14 behinds. 
Um, so the inaccuracy is showing. Like teams can be winning and scoring a lot more. They're just missing missing easy, easy shots. shots. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Jack Steele's. He's you know he's the captain. He's you just know he's going to step up week in and week out. That's what a captain should do, and that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, yeah. So let's move on to our next game. So Gold Coast versus the Doggies. This was a lot closer than I expected. Yeah. So my first take out of that game is uh, Jamara Ugohagen, uh with a big game in his second game. Had a pretty poor first, uh, a pretty poor, pretty poor debut. Yeah, this but was his stepped up. Game. Hey, yeah, he kicked three. Kicked three. Yep. Well done, so man. that's what that's what he's supposed to do as a um, as a young player. You know, step up when he when he's needed and you know they wouldn't have won the game without him so no um well in gold coast as well sorry for the gold coast sons um sexton ainsworth and holman they all kicked three as well um but yeah i I like what the sons have been doing the last couple weeks they've been very competitive and they've won a won a couple games so uh, i think they're two and one in their last three i I mean i think we all know the reason behind that and that's tuke miller tuke miller is we speak about him every week and he's just no surprise with him what did he have this week he he had 38 disposals so he's had 30 plus in the last 11 matches he's played can he win the brownlow though have they won enough games for him to win the brownlow i'd i I think i i believe he'll be top five i wouldn't say he'd win I wouldn't say he'd win. I reckon he'd be top five, though. No, he's definitely getting votes yeah. this week. I mean, those he'll 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 have twenty plus votes on Brownlow night. That's for sure. It was a battle. Uh, it was a bit of a battle between the Brownlow like top five. Bont in that game also played phenomenally, phenomenally. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. Um, so Bont had thirty six disposals as well, and set up quite a lot. Of, had a lot of scoring involvements. He set up a couple kicks to um. Sorry, I can't pronounce his name. The number, the draft pick that kicked. Google Hagen. Yeah. There you go, Matt. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bont was just huge. Yeah. That game. Um, yeah. Well, that's another three vote, uh, three votes to add, uh, add to his tally. Mm-hmm. Um, just racking him up at the moment. Yeah, he's obviously the Brownlow favourite. I don't, I don't see how he doesn't win it unless somehow Ollie Wines or Darcy Parish, uh, get a few few more best on grounds mm. in the next few games but yeah he's definitely the brownlow favorite so uh let's move on to surprising game of the round oh. so the d's and the hawks what was it second the draw 17th in that game it at was, the time? Uh, yes it was at the second time 17th and far out a draw so both teams ended on 79 points um, played in fr- played in front of no crowd as well at the g yeah it was a, it was very very eerie. Inter- it, was it was eerie, eerie. yeah uh, very dull, but entertaining game. Can you imagine that game with a crowd, though? Yeah, that would have been good. Mm. It would have been good, but uh, regardless, uh, very entertaining game, in my opinion. Um, Bruce, uh, um, sorry, Luke Bruce and um, Fritch, they both kick three. They're doing what Fords are supposed to be doing. It's good to see them getting goals. Yeah, um, I think it's, even though it was only a draw, I think it was very important for the D's to at least get the draw because now they have the extra two points and they stay on top of the ladder. Mm. Whereas if they had lost, they would have dropped a third. Well, that's it. But this is definitely a game they should have won, so they, they should still uh, have an extra this two game, points. Yeah, it's unacceptable for not winning the game, but at least they didn't, it's, lose. At least they didn't lose. Yeah, that's that's my point there. Uh, you were you're watching the game as well. Um, seeing was. Luke Bruce kick that goal with a minute to go and tying up the game... It was, it was crazy watching yeah, that. Yeah, it was exciting. Um, another thing, I think uh, just the young Hawks, with all, all the outs they had, 
they just play with no fear. Uh, well, um, Tom Mitchell, he, he's just proving... Tom, Tom Mitchell had a great game. He's just proving why he was a Brownlow medalist. He finished on 39 touches that game. And had a goal, and a goal. which he doesn't usually... Doesn't usually kick too many. I think Mitch Lewis had a great game as well. Um, in the second, in the second half, especially, um, you know, a lot of a lot of contested marks that he took and uh, a couple goals as well. Well, um, with this game, so I know the Demons didn't lose, but all their losses this season have come against like non-top eight sides. So they've lost against Collingwood, Adelaide, and GWS, who. While GWS are in the hunt for the finals, they're not one of those top tier teams. It's also very close games that they've lost to. They haven't they haven't lost by oh, no, over not. five goals or four goals or anything. I think their biggest loss was against uh, Collingwood. But do these losses um, against these lower tier teams, one might say, um, what does this mean? Is it like a lapse of concentration, and can this prove costly as it gets? Oh, to I think I think every team. Every team's in this type of... It, it happens to everyone every season to a top team where they'll eventually lose to someone down the bottom. They just have an off game. But you look at their record against top eight sides and they've lost one game against top eight sides. I don't I don't think it's a worry. I think because it's not really too much on how you play against the bottom teams. It's about how you go up against... The top eight teams, which and will matter are in very finals. Good at that, yeah. yeah, so they definitely show up for those games. So I'm not worried about them at all. Yeah, but Hawthorne definitely gave them quite the scare. They did, but pulled out with the draw very luckily. Uh, so our next game right, on Sunday. Yep, the Sunday now. So we had North and Essendon. Um, so this one was um, played at Metricon due to COVID as well. Uh, yes, it was. Played in Victoria. Yep. Um, so. My take from that game is Zach Merritt and Darcy Parrish, they dominate again. Oh, what, what was it? 39 touches for Merritt and 34 for Parrish. They're, again, doing... Domination again. Just very elite midfielders. Also, the package has been delivered again. The package has been delivered. He has been on fire the last yeah. few weeks, playing in that midfield forward role. And well, he finished on 17 touches or something as well. Uh, uh, yeah, he had, he had 16 and 4. And in... The last few weeks, he's been very good. He's been getting above twenty touches, at least two goals a game. He's uh, been he's been yeah, very good. Nice. He's he is due for a big paycheck, and if Essendon don't pay him that, someone else is going someone to pay. Someone will. else is going to pay him. So Essendon better come out with. He is an elite forward at yep. the moment, and also being thrown into that midfield. Um, um, Larky and uh, Nick Larky for North Melbourne and Peter Wright. They all they both kicked three goals as well. Peter Wright kicking three was quite impressive for me. I like seeing him kick those goals for Essendon, and he was a big part of our win. Yeah, when when he's on the ball, when he's kicking goals, I think that's better for Essendon. It's just more players in the game. They're they're tall forward when Hooker isn't playing as well. Um, you know that's what that's what they need. They need other players to step up apart from their star players. Well, uh, for me, it was a bit scary going into halftime. Uh, the Roos led by 10 points at halftime. I, I did. Bit, I, was I was going to message worried. you. I was going to message you, I was but a bit I, was, <laughs> I was going to message, but I was uh, pretty hell-bent on... Uh, Essendon coming back yeah. again that win. And they did. They um, did. Last time that these sides met, though, Essendon managed to thump the Roos by 72 points. Yeah. And now here we are, um, whatever it is, 10 rounds later... Um, 
North and they, they only won by what 18 points North are improved yeah well Very that's improved. it um, the continued improvement of North Melbourne and also so Ben Cunnington didn't play this game either due to um, family reasons he was a late out um, and the rest of the midfield did step up for North Melbourne and made it a lot closer than what it should have been especially with that um, such a high caliber player missing the game agreed um, so let's move on to our next game, uh, Collingwood and Carlton. So Tables this is two halves with this one. Yeah. So the Blues were down for most of the game until the last quarter. They just yeah. turned it on. Did they turned. See? They turned a twenty-four point deficit into a twenty-nine point win. Did you see Sam Walsh's goal in the last quarter. Oh, in wow. the last quarter. Yeah. Just the cherry on top, if you will. Wow. Just stepped through. I think two defenders and managed to snap it. In. Only a few select the players can do that. Oh, Sam Walsh continues to impress. Uh, yeah, so it was a it was a big win for Carlton. Uh, they do, they do stay in the finals hunt. They are in the, they, so what what are they? They are tenth, I think. Just uh, behind Richmond. They are thirteenth, oh, really? but they are one game out of the top eight. Well, that's it. It's so close. But isn't their percentage it? is poor. But they they're in there. They they have to win four out of the next five. But would you say they're in form at the moment? I mean, they did beat Collingwood, and Collingwood aren't the the team of years past. Um, definitely on track. They definitely can win a few more games, but I wouldn't say they're in in great form. Mm. Well, um, Harry Mackay kicked four goals. All He's of winning these the Coleman. In, all of these coming in the second half as well. So as as I say, Collingwood absolutely uh, smashed it in the first half, and then just yeah. So he. It. He's going to win the Coleman pretty easily. Uh, yeah, the first yeah, one for him. Um, he's had a great season. He um, has. So, Carlton also played without um, uh, Paddy Cripps, mm-hmm. who yeah. was out with soreness, and they still stepped up in the midfield. Yeah, Sam Walsh, uh, again, just insane. Yep. Um, so, teenager uh, Ollie, Henry, Ollie Henry for Collingwood um, hadn't kicked a goal before. He hadn't kicked a goal before this game and managed to slot three. So Big impressive, yeah. impressive signs coming from him as well for yeah. Collingwood. There's a lot of youngsters in the league that are starting to step up and play their roles with how good the draft classes have been in the last few years. Mm. Uh, also, Josh Thomas left the game with a concussion. He did. Uh, I think it was second quarter or so. Yep. Um, so he'll miss next week as well. He will. Um, I also I also see Degoy transitioning into a midfield star. Well, he had 31 touches. He's averaging 31 in his last uh, five games. He, he's always been a forward. He has. And he, here he is getting 31 He's not touches. kicking as many goals, but he's no. playing very well in the midfield. Yeah, he's got 12 others. marks as well, so he's controlling the footy quite well. He is, yeah. So he's he's transitioning into a different role and playing it very well. Um, so let's move on to our next game. So we had Adelaide and West Coast. So in this game, it's an important win for West Coast. Well, Eagles but snap a three-game losing streak with this win. It's not enough to say that they're back. Um, there were signs that, it's especially in the second half, um, I mean, Liam Ryan had um, seven shots on goal in the second half. He kicked three goals, four yeah. in the second half. Um, Jamie Cripps played the best game of his career. He kicked five goals that game. He did. He had 24 and five. Uh, easily the best game game of his career. Um, but well, yeah. a, a lot of those goals were due to uh, Kennedy being a late out. I think it was calf soreness. It was. It, he yeah. was uh, apparently Adam Simpson said he was very close to playing, but uh, just just a week off to let it 
Yeah, and no harm, no foul. They got the win. Um, yep. Eagles are now two and one without Kennedy in the lineup. So uh, interesting stat here: West Coast have the best win percent at Adelaide Oval. Really? So we what's, we what's actually, the win percent? Do you know? Uh, or just the best? Not too sure. I think we've only lost, I think, two or three games there over mm. the whole since twenty fourteen when oh, Adelaide really? Oval first came in. Yeah, so we don't play there often. We no. play there once or twice a year, but every time we do go over there, we it's a win. It's, yeah. It's, it's usually a win so yeah so there's just not enough to say that we're back um, well um gaff uh andrew gaff and rory laird were huge that game as well both gaff. both had 34 yeah, touches andrew gaff was big tim kelly was big mm-hmm. um i think uh luke shuey was subbed off in the last quarter with uh his ice calf. yeah ice his around calf. his calf that's a reoccurring injury isn't it that uh no it isn't actually isn't it? it's his it's it's soft tissue reoccurring injury but not not it's his not calf. his hamstrings, so okay. it's his calf. But Adam Simpson said after the game that um, that it was only precautionary, and he might not even miss next week. Well, so Elliot Yo is um, good to have getting, back as well. Getting back to his yeah, best well, now. Twenty three touches and eight clearances. Being, Those clearances are big. Being the grunt that he had been uh, back in the past, I think a lot of people underrate him. You know, he's a two time best and fairest winner at the club. Um, and he's showing, he's showing yeah, it now. I don't think people realise how big of a that groin injury is. And Joe Danaher's the first example of what it what it did to him the time he mm. was coming back when he had it. Um, but yeah, definitely getting back to his best, which is what you like to see. Well, well, um, the Adelaide versus Eagles game as well. So this was also uh, Brody Smith for Adelaide and Nick Natnoe's two hundredth games. Yep. Um, they were chaired off by their respective teammates at the end we of the used game that as photo, well. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, huge accomplishment for both of them playing 200 games. Both Congratulations of them, to both. Both of them had um, ACL injuries in their career. Nick Nat with two. Mm. Two separate ACL injuries. And Brody Smith had one in 2017, the year they went on to the grand final. Well, Nat Nui was huge in this game as well. I mean, his center clearances and Just, hitouts. He's, it was, it was he's so big influential. Reason. Um, big reason for that Eagles win. There's... Uh, a lot of traction in the media for um, calling him the best tap ruckman really? we've ever seen, which I I tend to agree with. I don't for specifically taps. Well, watching that game, I I for have to specific, agree there. He was for very specifically good. taps. He's there's no one that's been as influential as him mm-hmm. um, in their career in that aspect of the game. Mm. All right, moving on to the Sydney Derby not being played in Sydney. It's actually called a derby over there, so yeah. that's what so, they like to call it for so some uh, reason. This game was moved to Metricon. Um, due there to was a bit of a mess around, so we had a few late outs. Uh, Toby Green and Callum Mills. Just to name a few, there were eight total um, outs yeah. in that game um, due to COVID. Bec- yeah, because... Uh, what, they players, went, players, and staff. They went to the Wallabies game, yeah, wasn't they it? Visited the Wallabies yeah. game, which was a COVID uh, exposure site. I think and they were listed they were, as Tier Two exposure. Yeah, so yeah. they had to isolate until further notice. But GWS, they're up five goals in this game, and they blew it. Which what? I believe they're done now. I don't. They won't make finals. You don't I think don't, they'll make I finals don't think at all? They'll make finals. They're too inconsistent. Well, to win enough games the Swans, are, the Swans are just proving why they deserve to be in the yeah, 8 yeah that's exactly what I this was this was a game say. that they need to, needed to win and they did um, they were down but they didn't give up I, I think, think they're proving why they can be premiership contenders in yeah. my opinion 
How much were they? I think they were down by thirty or so. They were point. thirty-five points midway through the second. Yep. I um, think. They, I think that they just... kicked. Sorry, they kicked twelve of the last fourteen goals. There you go. I think they're just proving why they're a top four chance and why they could be premiership contenders. Top four chance, you reckon? They're only a game out of the top four. Mm. Well, they definitely can uh, can slot in there if they win enough games, which they are. Um, another question I have: Justin McInerney. I don't know why he's not getting any traction for the Rising Star. He had uh, 23 touches and two goals in this game. Um, I, I just don't know why he's not getting any traction for it. I guess it's just because there's so many good new young players. There is. Like, but this this draft was insane. All these pickups coming through. Like, all these oh, he, he got drafted great. in 2019, well, played, his first. played 2020. So the rising, how the rising star works is weird. If you don't play a certain amount of games in your first season, you you're still eligible. eligible, yeah, for the next season. So, um, yeah, so I definitely think he's a rising star chance. He's averaging eighteen touches and almost a goal a game, it's, with yeah, around five good. tackles a game. He's he's a handy player for them. Yeah. So um, Franklin and Papley led the way in that game. They did kicking four. Um, Franklin has now kicked 400 goals for the Swans yep. in his um, career there. Uh, 980 for his career. He's getting there. He's got five games to get 20. Needs to get four a game. Four a I, game. I don't know if he'll do it. I don't think he will. I think they have to play finals, which they will. So He can, he can do it in finals. Uh, yeah, he, can, he definitely can. So um, Also, Luke Parker won the Brett Kirk medal, so the best on ground medal. He's won three game. of those now. Yep, so he finished with 31 disposals, and I think it was the right choice to win that medal. I think he likes playing GWS. Oh, he does, yeah. He shows up in those games, doesn't he? Yep. Uh, just the, the rivalry that they have. Um, not as big as any other any other um, interstate, or not interstate, um, same state. Uh, rivalry the Derby over here yeah. you got the Adelaide showdown yeah it's those not things. those not, are big not as big but it eventually will get there yeah exactly and um, just watching this game the Giants just fell flat as soon as Kelly went um, got injured uh, he injured his ankle he did um, the Giants just fell flat I expected them to I expected them to be a bit closer I mean it was only 26 points but you know being up 35 just watching them blow that game yeah it was I, disappointing I in saying that they're not going to be making finals uh, at this yeah, point they're just too inconsistent for me I just don't see any way that they I think, make I think if they had their full squad I, I reckon they could have snuck a win I mean Toby Green on that um, team is definitely a big difference maker he's not a 26 point difference though well he kicks goals he does but I uh, I was I was impressed with Sydney that game just the resilience that they showed and the fight. You see Papley's um, um, goal off the ground? He's I did. I did. Taking a bit of advice from the Euros at that point. Yeah. Right? Did you see... Um, so, John Longmire was uh, appreciating his players after game, uh, wiping a few tears away. So, that's just how much it meant, meant to the club yeah. with the amount of uh, how they were messed around with COVID an hour mm-hmm. before the game and they... 35 points down and they come up yeah no and come um, up to win by resilience from Sydney it shows they're a finals team if you can do that like you deserve to be in the 8 yeah alright well that closes out our round review of round 18 yes it um, is so moving on to our questions Liam what's uh, your first question so our 5 questions of the from the round so my first question is Sam Walsh a chance for the Brownlow so we, we kind of talked about it a bit earlier um 
No, I don't, I don't think I don't think he's a chance. I don't think Carlton have won enough games. Um, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, excellent player. He's getting the touches, getting the disposal, the clearances, all of that. But just the just the way that Bontempelli's been playing, the way that Ollie Wines has been playing, those two, um, you know, your Petrarca's, um, Parish, all of those guys. I mean, you got to have your best players on a team. All right, he'll he'll win best for the club. No doubt about that. Win best fair share. Yep. Um, but I don't see him winning the Brownlow. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Have I'd to say d- in the future, absolutely. I mean, he's what? He's third third year in. Yeah. Third year. This is what he's doing. So I'd say for the future, yes, absolutely, he's a chance. This season, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he. Get, he might be able to sneak a top five if he's lucky. But I don't, I don't see him winning it this season. Well, I'm going to have to disagree with you there because in five of seven, five of seven of Carlton's wins, uh, he's had 30-plus touches. So in all of those games, he's probably going to get either two or three votes unless Mackay or Cripps has played better than him. And he's averaging 31 touches for the season and all of his touches and the way he gets the ball and the way he d- distributes it is second to none. It's elite. He is elite. I I could see him being a chance for sure. I, I don't know if he wins it, but it, I, I definitely see him being a chance. I, I see him being up there. It's it's going to be an interesting Brownlow night because there's so many players that are in with a chance. You have your favourite, but there's other players that are in with a chance. Yeah, so will. yeah, you can call him a dark horse. I definitely think he has a chance to win it. That that's just my opinion of it. I think he's played extremely well in all of their wins, which will result in either two or three votes in all of those games. Well, yeah, in a lot of the games that they have won, he's clearly been within the top three, best on ground. Yeah, a hundred percent. So that's 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 my reasoning that, for that's why. why you say he gets those votes. Yeah. but can he beat those top potentially? Players, you reckon? Potentially. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, moving on to our uh, on to my question for you, Liam. Um, so, as we mentioned before, Dusty's gone out. All right. Can Richmond make the eight? Can they make the finals now? I mean, they've got other injuries, but with now that Dusty, a prolific player of Richmond, going out for the season, and they're currently in ninth, so they're not out of it. I mean, Essendon's ahead of them. Eagles are ahead of them. I think only a game. Can they still make the eight? I say yes. I say they do make the eight. Um, Just because of the games they have coming up. So, they have the Cats, but then they have Frio, North, GWS, and Hawthorne. I think they win all four of them, and I think they make eighth spot. Even without Dusty? Yep. I think those teams are too... Poor, and I they might drop one of them, but I don't see well, they'll them. They'll lose to Geelong. They, I, they believe they'll lose to Geelong, but I don't see, I don't see them losing their last four games. They've got a pretty easy run home. Um, so you reckon they sneak in the eighth, seventh or eighth on the ladder? Eighth. Do you reckon they finish? You reckon they finish just eighth. on the eighth? I believe West Coast will finish seventh, and I believe Richmond will finish eighth. There, there's just. A, they, you just can't rule out those two teams because they've been the last two premiership teams. You just, you can't. They they have to be the two most favourited teams to make those last two spots 
for uh for the top eight for September. So you just can't rule them out, and I don't I don't see Richmond but dropping Dust, out. Yeah, but I can agree there. But Dusty's an irreplaceable player. Like, there's no Correct. Nobody, there's nobody that fills that hole. Correct. But team. I also think Richmond. Uh, I don't think they'll win a final, but uh, just their last four games, the competition that the teams that they're playing, they aren't good enough. They aren't good enough. Richmond, regardless of if they have Dusty or not, they're still a, a good side. They have many injuries right now, but regardless, they're still a good side. They've got players that can come in the midfield and help. Uh, you know, I just I I see them making finals, so well, that's my point of it. For for me, I don't think they do. I mean, so out of out of their last four games, who do you see them dropping to? Do you see them losing to Freo? No. Do you no. see them losing to North Melbourne? I don't see them losing. Do you North see North. them losing to GWS? I can see them losing to GWS. I can see it happening. Right. Do you see them losing to Hawthorne? Well, Hawthorne just took it to Melbourne. If Hawthorne are on, they're yes on. Yes or no answer. Yes. I can see them losing. All right. Uh, I can I'm, see them I'm losing. I'm not sure what... I'm not exactly sure what to say to that. I can see them losing. Okay. It's it's too... It's I don't, too up in the air at the moment. Anything I don't happen, think it I is. Mean, from this round, from this round, you can see that it's just so crazy. Would you... At the start of this round, would you have said Richmond are beating Brisbane? Uh, n- no, would but I saw... Yes or no? No. No, exactly. All right. And what happened? They lost. Exactly. Oh, they won, they, I mean. Rich, um, they won. Richmond won by 20 against Brisbane. Yeah. Something that me and you both did not expect. All right. Here you are saying five rounds out uh, five rounds out of um, finals contention that Richmond are going to win these games. What if more players get injured, you know? It's, it's very... What if more players come back? More players can come back. Exactly. There's so much that can happen. Um, but then again, that does prove the argument do they make it do they not we don't know alright these are just predictions you're predicting yes alright so I can see that but there are d- the way that the AFL is going at the moment anything can happen yeah alright alright all right. I can see you where say, you're you coming say, from you there say, um, yes I say no we'll, we'll see what happens yeah okay um, so my next question is which top 8 team is under the most pressure heading into the last 5 games the current top 8 so the current top 8 alright um, well, I I know that Essendon's in the eight at the moment, so they're currently eighth on the ladder. I wouldn't say they're under pressure though. Um, nobody would have expected them with the team that they have and their developing team, their new young players, um, new coach. Nobody expected them to make the eight at the start of the season, so I wouldn't say there's any pressure there. It's fine. Um, for me, it's the Eagles. I have to agree there. That that's one thing we can agree on. Um, I it'll be extremely disappointing if we don't make finals. It'll be a I mean, complete failure. You were favourites, your... well, but not favourites. Not favourites. We were up there to make finals. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be a failure of a season if we do not make finals. So I I can agree with you there. Yeah, I'd say they're under the most pressure. All right, your question, mate. Um, so my question is, should the AFL quarters be made shorter? So um, last season we had them at fifteen minute quarters. This season back to twenty. What do you What do you think? No, you don't think they no. should be made shorter at all. No. Um, there's been some talk in the media. Um, players wanting it to be shorter. I haven't heard of any players wanting wanting it to be shorter. I've heard of a former player, Heath so Shaw. That's it. Yeah, Heath Shaw. A former player saying they should be shorter, but when you watch it, what, no. ta- what takes it out of it? What's the difference? Like. 
less obviously um, last season was the lowest uh, scoring season. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. I think I think just the scoring and um, just yeah, I don't think it'll be. It's. I don't think it'll be entertaining to watch with shorter quarters. I just. It, but I just like I like the length of the game as it is. I hate going. I hate going to the. I hated going to the footy last year, going there for two hours and then I was gone. I liked being there for like three hours. You know, you've got the big game. The game time's gonna. You know, they're gonna be on the field playing for 120 minutes, and that's what I like to okay. see. That's what so I want to as, see. As a fan, we can say we want it to be longer. All right, we can say we want those 20 minutes games, more football, more enjoyment for us. As a player, though. An extra twenty minutes wow. game time. That's an extra twenty minutes for injuries. That's wow. an extra twenty minutes you got to run out and run out. Okay. Do you think players are happy with that? Uh yeah. So I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. You'd have to look at the discrepancy between um the injury lists from last year to this year. Um, and see the differences uh, between between the two, but I definitely think play. I think players like playing. They they've been playing longer quarters their whole career, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't think uh, I don't think shorter quarters is a good idea. No. Okay. All right. So let's move on. So my last question is: um, Should the AFL scrap draws? and have extra time or shootouts in the home and away season. So Channel 7 brought it up in their pregame against Brisbane for for Brisbane versus Richmond mm-hmm. and Wayne Carey said they they should. I don't agree. Uh, nah. That. That's it's stop changing the game. I mean there's some there's something just about a draw. Like it rarely happens. It rarely happens. Um but I don't see shootouts Nah, shootouts, no. I mean, what do you do? Do you put them 50 in front? Like- yeah, the shootouts, no. Extra time, no. I think draws have been, always been in the game. I think they should stay. I mean, they still get two premiership points anyway for a yeah, draw. Yeah, so teams it just it. adds no a little bit. It adds a little bit of... Uh, and especially going into like such a close race at the end of the season, those extra two points can mean the difference between a... Um, sorry, a home final and a double yeah. chance. You have your extra time in finals, but you don't have them in... The home and away season. No, nah, you don't have them in the home and away season. I agree. So, that's our five questions from the round. So, let's get into our round predictions. So, uh, our, so we don't know the times of any of these games. We don't know the days... Games might even be switched around, but we're just going to go it's off... It's just so unpredictable with yeah, COVID so at the moment. Yeah, so we're just going to go off what it says on the AFL app. Uh, we're not going to say days because we don't know what days they're going to be played on, but uh, we'll mention the venue that they potentially... The, the fixtures are locked. The yeah. teams are versing the right teams and everything, so we do know that much. Um, so our first game, uh, Port Adelaide versus Collingwood at potentially Adelaide Oval. I think this will be played at Adelaide Oval. Yeah. Um, so... This is a must-win game for Port. They can't afford to drop this, but I'd I don't say they th- will. I don't see they, I don't see them dropping it because no, they they're just game. elite. They haven't lost a game against top uh, bottom ten teams the whole season. No, um, no. Port Adelaide, Adelaide Oval. I know I said it um, a f- few weeks back against Melbourne 
Or, yeah, Melbourne. Um, but I don't see them losing to Collingwood at all. Nah. Port Adelaide uh, walk away with this win and I've then got, keep their spot in the top four. Yep, I've got Port by 20 points. 20? Yeah, I'd say even more. I'd say 30, yeah. 30 plus, yeah. something like that. Give or take. Uh, so, our next game, uh, Swans versus Freo at GMHBA. Uh, this is the Swans' home ground away from home. Yeah, they've no. been they've been they, very they like good. GMHBA, there. They've they? been they very beat, um, good. Who they beat? Eagles by seventy nine uh, points. Or who else like did they beat? They beat someone else there. Um, forgot who it was, but I know they beat someone no, else. They, there. they do like GMHBA. Um, and Swans, they they are looking to make a statement. If they want to make top four. They have to win this game. Which and I say they do. Doing. Yep, I got them winning by fifteen points. Um, just the way Fremantle collapsed against Geelong. Yeah, I don't, last see, week. I don't see them bouncing back. No. Um, Sydney walk away with this one, I'd say. Yeah, agreed. Quite comfortably. Um, so then we've got Hawthorne and Brisbane at uh, the MCG. So Lions, uh, they're they're due for a win, and I think they're due for a big one. I sorry, don't... sorry. Do you mean Brisbane versus Gold Coast? No, Brisbane versus Hawthorne. Oh, did it get changed? I don't know. Mine's changed. Oh yeah. wow! So they yeah. might have just changed it on me uh, before I've done my notes. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, Brisbane versus Gold Coast at the G. Okay, so there's a, the there's there's a fixture change right there. Oh, we've got a couple actually. So yeah. we're gonna go off the yeah. AFL app now. So we've you need to be notes. careful, mate. You we, need to be careful. I'm reading off the app at the moment. They've changed the they've changed the games. Our first two games were correct. Yeah, so they've changed uh, the games just before or oh, during this podcast. So yeah, you were correct with um. Port Adelaide, Collingwood, and uh, Sydney Fremantle. So we're right there, but yeah. Brisbane versus Gold Coast. Uh, so, yeah, at home, Brisbane are due for a big win. Well, now they're playing Gold Coast. Gold Coast. They want to bounce back after their loss against Richmond. Uh, yeah, so I I see Gold Coast putting up a fight like they have the last couple of weeks, but I don't see them winning. So Well, Hipwood's, Hipwood's out still. Like He's going to be out till well, yeah, late exactly. next year. So exactly. I've got, I've but you got, still see Brisbane winning? Yeah, I've got Brisbane. I'll say, I'd say four two, goals. I'd, yeah, Tuke Miller will have another great game, no doubt. But Brisbane walk away with the Chockeys here. I've got Brisbane with four goals. So our next game on Saturday, uh, Carlton and North Melbourne. This is an interesting game, in my opinion. So um, it's an interesting clash. I like this game. Yeah, so Both teams two, are doing very well yeah, at the moment. So t- it's a big game, uh, especially for Carlton. If they want to stay in the finals hunt, they have to win this game. Um, I've got the Blues by 16 points, so... I, I'm going to have to disagree. I think North Melbourne, if they if they're, all their players are there and they're, they're on, I'd say North Melbourne win this game, okay. Carl. Right. So, it's right. a flip a coin on that one. All right. Um, and then uh, Saturday night, we've got West Coast and St Kilda. So, that's at Optus? Uh, yes, it is. Yep. I see the Eagles getting back on track and continuing to be back on track. I see them winning this game. By 25 points. It's definitely a game that impacts the finals race heavily as well. With St. Kilda in 10th spot and West Coast in 7th. St. Kilda 11th on the ladder at the moment, sorry. Uh, But yeah, it's definitely a game that impacts the finals race. I I like this game. If Eagles lose this game, you know, it puts them in a scary position. Um, I... I Although it's at um, Perth, I I like um, St Kilda's chances here. Um, Who are you tipping? I uh, I tip I tip West Coast, but I want St Kilda to win. I want it to make it interesting. Okay. I, I'd like the so Saints to win. So your tip is West Coast. My tip is by West how Coast. How much? 
10 point 10 plus um i think it'll be a close game okay all right um then we've got adelaide and hawthorne at um another good game at adelaide oval yeah it can, can be interesting i've got adelaide winning a home Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. Yeah. I'd, I'd agree with I've you got there. Them winning at home. I like. I There's like. Not really too much that goes into this game. So no, I like I what the Hawks did last week. Um, but I see Adelaide winning this. Agreed. Um, so I was. I previously had Geelong and Richmond as our game of the round, but now we've got Melbourne versus uh, the Western Bulldogs at the MCG. And if there's a crowd allowed in, this how bad would it be if the Two games that the top two teams play against each other both have no fans. That would, because that the would game be a they bit had earlier in the year had where no Melbourne fans. were nine and one, dogs were nine and one, mm-hmm. and there were there was no crowd. No, Melbourne, I hope there's a crowd for this game. I It'll really, be really especially hope. in Melbourne. Yeah, it's, it's at least twenty thousand or something. I mean, obviously with COVID, you have to be careful, and I understand the decision not to, but oh, you, just for footy, we'll, we'll see what happens with Melbourne's. Uh, <laughs> With Melbourne's COVID situation, but this this is a tough game. Tip, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna go the D's. I'm gonna go the D's as well. Um, just the way they've been able to perform against top eight sides, and obviously they did get the win earlier in the year. They did. Um, I again close game. Like this is so, yeah, it's so it's hard to, to pick. This is game of the round. First versus second is always going to be an interesting matchup, yeah. and you know these two teams are going to put on a show. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, but we both got the D's there. So another game is uh, Essendon and GWS. This is a big game for the finals race too. So uh, it's it's getting tough. You know, it's I'm nervous tough. for my Essendon boys at the moment. Well, I've got Wait, I've got the de- I've you got, got the Giants. The Dons. Oh, you got the Dons. Got the Dons. Wow, look at you backing them. Uh, I've got the Dons, but. Oh, you just don't know with GWS. Just rec- re- um, just the history between these two clubs, um, Essendon well, and Giants—they're always close games. Yeah. I, I think GWS won by early, it was five, five points. points. Yeah. yeah, and I think the year before twenty twenty they drew, or awesome. the year before. Yeah, it's, so it's always close margins. Gonna be a crack of the game. Just Essendon, they always scare me. Just yeah. watching them play, there's just there's just something about them that scares me. Um, and Giants are a team that can pounce on mistakes. Yeah. And at times, Essendon make a lot of mistakes. Yeah. I'd like to see them win. They'll keep their top eight I position. Hopefully, they can get a bit of a percentage boost. But I reckon this will be a close game. I have Essendon winning, but close. Yeah. Okay. And. Our last game. Second uh, game of the round here after the round fixtures. Yeah, yep. so Geelong Grand and... Grand final rematch. Yep, Geelong and Richmond. I've I've got Geelong winning this game pretty I pretty do as well. Yeah, we talked about it a bit earlier um, regarding Richmond's run home, but Geelong just looks so, so on right now. Yeah, I've got them winning by three goals. I, I, for me, I'd go five plus. Geelong are just insane. Um, do they have uh, Gary Rowan back? Do we know yet? I'm not entirely sure on that one. No. Well, even if they he's not back, you saw. Back, yeah, no. So you saw what um Tom Hawkins was able to do by himself. Yeah. So especially with Richmond's out, so I've got Geelong winning this yeah. game. Yeah. Um, so. Geelong by five goals plus for me. All right. Uh, awesome. Well, that- that wraps up our episode for this week for the round 18 review and the round 19 predictions hope you enjoy the footy this weekend and no, make uh, sure make sure you watch it 
Make yep. sure you get a good look at it. It's going to be an insane round, guys. Yep, we'll be watching too. All right, thanks for tuning in, guys. Have Take a great care. week.